Okay, I have a question for you. So, what's got your panties in twist? Uh, oh, <laughs> I'm a visual guy, so let's uh, let's not go there. Re- and anyways, rewind. And anyways, be kind. Rewind. Uh, today we were talking about um, before the podcast. We were talking a little bit about licensing. And I have a big gripe to, uh, big X to grind about the licensing, uh, especially in some parts of the market. Uh, okay, so. Uh, 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 this one took this one took a long day, a long time to uh, set up. Uh, how are we today? Hello, 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 hello. Welcome back to that IT show podcast. And mm, I have a question for you. Oh, do we have a, do we have an official introduction introduction now? No, but we can work on that. We we should be working on that. Uh, there is this, there is actually a guy asking me why don't we say who we are? So uh, we're not going to start today. Okay. Um, Okay, <laughs> yes. so let me start. Okay, go ahead. Let, let me set up the set up the scene. So I love this. When people sell you cloud services, they say that cloud services are flexible, mm-hmm. on demand, mm-hmm. and cheap. Okay, everything is cheap when it's uh, when it's being sold. Yes. So okay, I'm buying the cheap is a lie. Okay, on demand is more or less a lie because. You cannot scale as much as you think you can. Okay. Uh, as COVID it, proved. Yes, as COVID proved. So uh, scaling is also limited, but it's limited in in such a way that it usually won't bug you. Okay. But on demand is uh, part of the problem. The, the, uh, the part of the problem is that you want to be able to both scale up and scale down. Mm-hmm. I think thought about it for probably a couple of hours. I, I'm failing to see a service other than Microsoft and Google mm-hmm. who are actually uh, able to provide you uh, with a service that is going to be scalable by month that you are going to be able to both subscribe to for more licenses or subtract licenses from your, from your account and to see it at the end of the month without you being penalized by uh, paying much more when you want to create um, demand-driven, so uh, basically flexible uh, pricing. Everybody mm-hmm. is talking about flexible pricing. They say you can add as many licenses you need, as uh, you can subtract as many licenses you need, but as soon as you want to buy something, it's either for a year, mm-hmm. and then the licenses uh, are cheaper, and then uh, if you want to subtract the licenses, they usually say, okay, but you must uh, leave the license number where it was when you uh, got the initial agreement. You can go up, but you cannot subtract the licenses. This is the first thing. The second thing is that what I wanted you to talk to, with me and I want to want your opinion on mm-hmm. is how do we measure perpetual licensing versus subscription licensing? Excellent topic. When we are dealing with uh, cloud services. Okay. When we are dealing with on-premise services, primarily on your desktop, so not server services. So, okay. for example, Photoshop, for example, uh, Premiere, for, for, for example, any other software that you're using uh, day-to-day. Mm-hmm. And how we are dealing with 
perpetual versus uh, subscription models with additional services, for example, plugins for different devices, mm-hmm. and uh, how we are dealing with subscriptions to actual physical devices. So, for example, okay. Meraki. Okay. Uh, w- Meraki being uh, probably the prime example of if you buy a subscription, it works. If you don't buy a subscription, it's a brick. Uh, let's go in, in the reverse order for a second, okay. if it's okay with you. I have another one on the hardware side, which annoys the hell out of me f- and has ha- been doing that for many years now. It's kind of partially hardware and software-based. It's related to ILO. Okay. HP Remote Console. Ah, okay. So the two types of licenses, and are you actually buying a license? Let me just add uh, RAID licenses for uh, controllers on oh, some yes. service. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. That's the same thing. Okay. For me, I absolutely love HP servers. So let me state the stage. Okay. Almost all of the servers that we have in company are HP. Almost all of the servers that um, I work with are either HP or Dell, but mostly HP. But there's one thing that I cannot stand for the life of me, which is the ILO licensing. Basically, it's like I'm selling you a device that has remote access, which is a built-in feature, but you still have to pay for that. Which is, in, in this case, it's an essential feature. Because without that, it is impossible to be an engineer in a company that has more than just a couple of servers. But basically, basically, the only reason why you are paying for the server class uh, motherboards is usually remote management. Agreed. And so, th- they should be on every single motherboard that exists on the planet. Yes, yes. Uh, they sort of are, but let's not go into it. Uh, but uh, Yeah. Okay, VPro and stuff. Remote, remote management is something that is basically the reason why you buy servers. So having a yes. server... Uh, with remote management disabled out of the box and then requiring you to pay for something is basically the same thing that um, happens when you buy a printer and you don't get the cable. No, this is worse. Actually, this annoys a little bit uh, the, the hell out of me even more a little bit because you actually can log into ILO, then you can use it and this uh, after 20-30 seconds of booting the server, then it disconnects you. Okay. That's even more annoying. Okay, because okay. That, that's fine then. Yeah. You, you, can connect. you can connect. <laughs> you can connect, yeah. yeah. I can go to the physical server, hook up a monitor and, st- and resume working after my ISO file that I used for remote deployment has been disconnected. Of course, then reboot, five minutes, blah, blah, blah. I'm not going to mention names because I don't know what the Why not? Oh, it no, is but, what it is. Yes, but I'm not going to mention names because I'm not completely sure if the problem is still there. But uh, when I was a much younger IT guy and uh, when I was still young in the server market, uh don't do that. I had to order. I had to order a server, or I had to reconfigure a server uh, for a client, mm-hmm. and then basically they had to stick to uh, one vendor. Mm-hmm. I was used to uh, HP shenanigans and the Dell shenanigans uh, b- because basically when they sell you a server, mm-hmm. if it sets something something on the box, it usually works. Mm-hmm. So if you are buying, for example, a controller that is able to the, do the RAID zero one. Five and six. Mm-hmm. Usually, this controller is actually able to do the rate zero one, uh, zero one, five and six. Agreed. A particular vendor is selling you a controller that is able to do zero one, five and six, but in order to uh, use the rate five and six, you, you need have to pay to additional to license after you get the server, and this is complete insanity. There's actually one more topic to add to this, which was very, very, very present in the past couple of days. I contacted you about this this week a couple of yes. times. Most of the HBAs, yes, 
do not work in newer Windows versions if they're older than, let's say, SAS free. This no drivers. This is not related to licensing. It's related to support, but it's hell annoying. But uh, this is the problem that I have with a lot of hardware because uh, hardware is okay. We may uh, say that the hardware that we're using is getting worse, but enterprise level hardware, for example, I don't know Cisco access points, uh, mm -hmm. older servers, and so on, are completely capable of working even after five, six, seven, eight years, up to ten years. Uh, the idea of your hardware being bricked by a software update because somebody doesn't want to do the support is, I wouldn't say insane, but I think it's malicious. Because uh, you, you're doing two things. First, you are saying to the customer, I don't care about the old hardware, you need to buy new. Mm -hmm. And you are saying, screw the environment. Because yes. you, you are intentionally creating e-waste mm -hmm. uh, because, for example, I don't know, uh, next point, in a, I don't know, a mall, uh, nobody cares if the access point is able to provide uh, the quickest of the speed, so the whatever is the right now, uh, Wi-Fi 6, uh, mm -hmm. AX, whatever standard, as long as customers are not complaining about the wireless. Because nobody is complaining about the wireless in the, ex in the, in the malls. The idea of having to uh, throw out and change the entire configuration of the network by entire configuration, I mean the entire hardware of the network mm -hmm. every five years, is stupidity. Just to, uh, just kind of like to explain, when I talked about drivers, I was specifically talking about Microsoft Windows Server, because all of those HBAs work perfectly in Linux and ESXi as well. Just to be, just to just just to make a smallish point, uh, is Broadcom working on Windows Server? Okay, now onto the topic, onto the topic at hand. Uh, but okay, I wouldn't mind. If the uh, server guys, whatever enterprise le uh, level guys for whatever equipment there is, uh, just stated this is no longer supported, you cannot get support for this. But the driver is as it is. That's that's it. Mm -hmm. You get the driver if you want to do something on the device. Here it's actually worse because it's very difficult to even find the drivers for the old hardware on the what used to be a Vago now Broadcom site. It's almost impossible. Yes, but the problem is that uh, even if you find the driver. The driver is uh, pr probably actively going to uh, deny being installed on whatever version of the Windows there is. Mm -hmm. and that happened a couple of times yesterday. Yes, and uh, to get the whole mess uh, even more messier, uh, when you're dealing with all the hardware, you're usually dealing with, uh, I don't know, ActiveX controls that are unable to be installed on the newer version of whatever browser you have. Mm -hmm. So you cannot use Internet Explorer anymore because mm -hmm. Microsoft actively uh, deleted it. You cannot. You can actually. Uh, I heard, there is a way of actually yes, using there it, is but a way, still. But, but once not you, as it should be. Once you need to find a way to do it, it's not good. Agreed. Uh, um, and it is going to be even worse because uh, providers that are we started on the hardware side. So let's let's talk about the hardware. They are usually pushing for new units. The mm -hmm. only thing that everybody cares right now is units. They just want to buy as uh, to make you buy new units, so new hardware. Can I make a very stupid and semi-irrelevant point to our discussion? Yes. You know that last year I took uh, took my sweet time to do that retro PC. Yes. Coincidentally, a topic of one of our future podcasts. Yes, okay. I have Adaptex Cas inside twice. Okay. One of you, one of them, kindly given by you. Thank you. Um, works in Windows XP. Okay. Works in 98, works in Vista, okay. works in XP, 
works in Windows 7. Okay. Works in Windows 8. Okay. And Do you see a pattern here? Yes. But not so on the server, and that hardware is much more expensive relative to what uh, that discussy thing is used to be back then. But I think that uh, Microsoft was much more lenient about not giving up on the device drivers uh, way back then. Uh, I think that right now they decided that the problem with the drivers is as it is because uh, it actually created problems. Uh, we know that the problem uh, was there because you, uh, if you used all drivers since Microsoft was meh about deciding how the drivers are going to actually work on the Windows, uh, they created uh, different ways of interacting with the kernel. Mm -hmm. So this created a problem for some version of Windows and some version of drivers. This is the first thing. And the other thing is that a lot of people who were providing the drivers mm -hmm. weren't so sure how to write the drivers themselves. So they created instability in the Windows themselves. So That's all cool. I understand that Microsoft is uh, going That's what VHQL is for. Yes. But the other thing is that even with this in mind, I want to be able to get a driver. Agreed. Uh, Microsoft should be able to create an archive of all drivers that is going to be obsolete, unsupported, whatever, with big uh, red and exclamation marks, find. and then easy to find. Yes. So Windows Update should be uh, telling me, I have a driver that is unsupported, that doesn't work, and so on, but you can try it because we don't want to uh, throw away this hardware. And this is an enormous amount of hardware. But let's, let's not talk about this. Okay, let's, let's go. Let's not talk about the insanity of the Microsoft licensing because this is going to be a topic for another That's, couple of ep yeah, episodes. Yes. Because Microsoft licensing is what? Three day uh, course now? Five day course? No, no, no. Uh, let's, let's put it this way. Uh, both you and I went uh, in the past uh, and, uh, you know, went to St. College. Uh, pick whatever the hardest exam for you was. It's a piece of cake to Microsoft's licensing exam one and two that I did eight or nine years ago. I, think I have nothing against the fact that these exams are difficult, so that's not the topic, but they are insane. And the, the, the kind of like conclusion from that, and the same applies to VMware, the same applies to Red Hat, the same applies to practically everybody. None of them really know how their licensing works. I think that the biggest problem is that they're trying to tell you, uh, you are not allowed to make mistakes in the billing department. Mm. So you n you never should be making mistakes when it comes to licensing. So the licensing uh, exam is complicated. It doesn't but exist anymore, but, yes, yeah, but it was the, very difficult, but at the two same, exams. But at the same time, uh, they are trying to uh, go with the flow and try to rearrange the uh, licensing basically every couple of months. So the prices change, the way the licensing works changes. Uh, the sockets, the, the cores, so the, the logical socket, the cores, cores, the, the logical cores. Yes, yes uh, uh, the services change, mm -hmm. services change names. So suddenly you are stuck with three or four different uh, product names uh, that are basically covering the same thing, but uh, in different versions of the same product. So uh, let's not go into this. Okay, let's go let, back. Let, let's not mention Oracle and the, the way they do licensing. Because back way then, Oracle was uh, considered... Um, uh, to be complicated. To be complicated. And right now, I think that Oracle is probably the most straight one. Okay. I, I would okay. actually agree with that, which yes. is okay. insane. Okay. So, uh, let's go back. Let's go back to uh, the beginning. Why would you buy... Let me ask you a question. Why would you buy monthly uh, licensing agreement with whatever? Let's say Photoshop. 
there there isn't a force in the universe that will ever make me buy that okay that being said if i was uh somebody who uses photoshop as a daily driver for my job if the price wasn't insane i would consider it probably yes but i have a big problem there uh everybody is using this if this is my daily job but even with my daily job uh this is not a person who we are dealing with the what we are dealing with uh, because a person who uh, uses photoshop for the daily job mm-hmm. is going to uh pay whatever price there is because unfortunately be- yes. because basically uh, the price cannot be as high as something that uh, couldn't be afforded by somebody who's making money out of it so in the whole uh, pr- uh pricing uh, budgeting uh, part of the any project licensing for a couple of months of a product is not going to be make uh, making any uh, any uh, big big Dems. problems yeah. and, and, and any damage to the, uh, to the to the to the accounts but what we are dealing with is basically what they are saying saying when they are selling you uh, this the, the products they are se- telling you this is supposed to be a product that you can buy whenever you want it use it for a couple of months whatever then stop using it mm-hmm then continue using it mm-hmm. and at the same time the pricing itself is uh, structured in such a way that it is way 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 more expensive to use it like this so people buy it uh, uh basically per year description and there is a reason why i chose photoshop because okay i know because if oh, you cancel, sure if you cancel the subscription uh near your expiration date uh basically the automatical system that is going to um, uh, give you the pricing for the next uh, year is going to say okay don't leave us we are going to give you up to 50% of discount so everybody who's paying continually is paying more than the customer who is be- being a uh, occasional customer who doesn't care and this is another insanity not only is, is it is not uh, cheaper to buy it by month mm-hmm. it is more expensive and if you are it creates tiering of customers yes which is unnatural yes and then then if you are paying as a regular customer because you want you need uh, your uh, application to work mm-hmm. suddenly you need to play games with adobe uh, in order to get the better pricing i have a, a, a second thing to add to that as well it is insane that any software any software i don't care what it is if it has a subscription licensing i want it to have a perpetual licensing as well i don't care what their excuse is they, it should be something that's in the law yes uh, yes because um i'm i'm not sure about i'm not this. talking about cloud services talking about software now uh yes and there is a there is a one thing that uh, also bothers me but this is a, this is just a tangent um there is a software uh that i was using uh, in one of my previous jobs uh it had a bug uh it was a i think it was a video uh editing software and the, basically the bug was that you were unable, unable to uh combine two mono channels into one stereo channel so something that would be pretty normal Audacity thing as a free program can do that yes so it was a bug basically you try to combine uh, two mono channels into one stereo channel you got only one mono channel in, in. The, the 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 other one was completely discarded so they had uh they had a subscription you could buy a subscription 
And it was a sort of kind of perpetualizing. So if you were buying uh, a subscription-based model, so every six months there is a, there is a new version. If you bought the new version inside the, there is there is a window of, of, of a couple of months, mm -hmm. uh, you got a steep discount on the next version. So and probably an update that made it work. Yes, this was this was my point. Uh, they decided to skip on the update uh, on the current version because they said the next version is going to be out in two uh, two weeks. This is going to be fixed, and we don't care about you unless you upgrade to the next version. Because they uh, used the uh, sorry, but the word scam comes to mind. Yes, uh, this is one thing, and the other thing is that used they used the hybrid system where you could actually stop paying for the upgrades. Mm -hmm. You got the perpetual license for the product that you last bought, so the last version that you bought for. But the problem was that uh, when you w decide that you need to upgrade, you had to pay for every upgrade in the, up to the uh, upgrade that you are uh, uh, paying for. So <laughs> if you skip three upgrades, you had to pay for three different licenses in order to get current. Please current don't. Current. I can't even, you know. So this is one of the uh, ways that licensing is not working. I have a better okay. uh, example for you. I think you're going to have much more fun with that. Autodesk. I had to do it. I'm actually, I'm actually not going to talk about Autodesk. Because uh, from my perspective uh, as a customer, Autodesk is openly hostile to me. And I'm just going to skip and over it. because sad. Yes, because I'm going to skip over it and I'm just going to say nothing. I'm going to just uh, st stay here because uh, uh, from the, my perspective, mm -hmm. as, as a person who was is responsible for a couple of installations, and a couple I mean uh, tens if not hundreds of installations, uh, this is one of the worst experiences that I had. And, had the, experience, well, and yes. the experience wasn't... Uh, it was actually um, not uh, incidental. It was something that was done on purpose. So uh, I think that the way they treated me as a customer uh, created such animosity from my, from my perspective that I don't want to talk about them. Let's keep out of the desk. Okay. I think that they I had to do it, you know. Yes, yes, and yes, and no. But I think that right now, I don't know of a company who cares less about their customers. Uh, there are companies who, who don't care. This one is actually hostile to me. They were hostile to one of my partners as well. It was unbelievable. Yes, okay, but the problem is that uh, it is part of their policy. Uh, and this is insanity. Okay. This, this is actual insanity. Let's skip over that. You started talking about it. Yes. Stop. Go okay. back. So uh, let's talk about the main points. I, I, have, I, have, I, have create, uh, I prepared myself. Wow. So uh, flexible pricing. <sighs> you are able to reach your users with a wide range of budgets. And you can use flexible pricing when you are doing uh, the uh, monthly subscriptions. Mm -hmm. uh, then sales conversion rates can be increased because a lot more people are going to buy your product because now your product is only 10% uh, cheaper. Uh, friction associated with software updates. Friction? Yes. Are we talking physics? No, we are talking about uh, people don't have to buy new software when there is an update because they already have it. What the hell does that have anything to do with friction? Yes, because people don't like buying new software. So they like being uh, being uh, forced to buy new version, whatever, whatever the version, new version is. But Lord, give me strength. Yes, but uh, let me just go on a tangent about uh, friction associated with software updates. Uh, 
Do we really have to? Yes, I do. Okay. Because uh, this friction creates another problem. Another friction? No. Uh, you buy you buy a piece of hardware. For example, you buy, uh, I don't know, uh, editing desk. Uh, you decide that you're going to uh, go with some, I'm going to say, let's say you're buying Avid uh, editing desks. Mm-hmm. So basically you're buying a software and your hardware uh, at the same time. Okay. Um, because Avid is uh, Avid is one of the one of the biggest uh, biggest uh, players that does this, and they are incredible about it. So, basically, uh, the software that you buy uh, is going to be updated. Oh, Avid Pro Tools. Yes. You mean so, those licenses? Yeah, I know. So they they have an update. You can uh, you can buy the new version and so on and so on. Uh, with every new but version. But they do have perpetual licenses as well. Yes, but let let me talk about this. Uh, so. Uh, I think that they are trying to uh, cancel the perpetual licenses right now, but I'm I'm not sure. Team viewer style or something worse? Yes, yes, yes. But let, okay. let, let's not go there because I'm not sure. Uh, let's not be uh, uh, part of litigation, possible litigation here. So allegedly uh. there is a problem. <laughs> <laughs> allegedly there is a problem with the updates that they are dealing with. Um, I I don't know. Uh, so you buy a particular version of the software. Your Control services, services as they are called, mm-hmm. work with this version of the software. Mm-hmm. You buy a new version of the software. New version of the software requires new version of the macOS because okay. you're running on Macs. Uh, you oh, update man. your Macs. You install the new version of the software. New version of the software does not support older services. And they say that you can recycle them because they don't care about those services. You can buy new services. You have hardware that is working. And you cannot downgrade because you cannot downgrade your Mac to older version of macOS easily mm-hmm. without uh, completely breaking your uh, chain of uh, produ- production chain because you need to reinstall all the Macs, you need to reinstall all the plugins, everything else inside the, inside the production chain in order to make one uh, control surface work. And then you basically say, okay, so this is going to be $500 my work is much more expensive than this. I'm going to run with the flow and I'm going to buy new services because this is the way it needs to be done. So again, much more e-waste and completely no reason to do it. There is no valid reason to say, okay, this model is not supported anymore other than being basically lazy and trying to sell more units. True is that. But we talked about Mac problems there, so I'm not going to comment on it. Okay. That I I got uh, I recently just just uh, another tangent. Uh, I recently bought uh, a couple of older Macs, you know, mm-hmm. uh, because you saw them. Uh, and I must uh, say that they are good at running Linux. Mac is, <laughs> Mac is probably one of the best devices to uh, run Linux uh, and Windows and Windows because it's it's a Intel based Mac, and it's a what fifteen years old. I have a, and it works. I have a Mac Pro Home five one which runs my Snow Leopard installation of OS X, because there, again, I have Rosetta and PowerPC plugins on it working perfectly, and that's machine that's reserved strictly for that, and never going to upgrade that. As I mentioned in one of the previous episodes, I have Macs in accordance to some of the, some points in time when I did something with specific hardware exactly because of the reason that you just mentioned. Just, and n- just, no, just I, don't think, I don't think that it's healthy or good. I just, as you said, go with the flow. 
let's let's just do a thought experiment how much of the software that you have installed right now on your mac on rosetta okay would you be able to keep on running if you upgrade it none so how many plugins would you need uh, would you be able to keep on running uh, i have three or four exceptional plugins on rosetta which i do want to use literally three or four it's not, yes, okay. not it's not a lot but they're exceptionally good and the second reason is it i'm very familiar with them so that saves time in terms of the workflow so i am never ever 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 going to go away from that okay but there is there is a newer version you, oh, go, you, you, mean, you, you mean of the plugin? The friction is going to be reduced. <laughs> <laughs> You're going to have. Oh, thank you, Mr. Corporate Style. Flexible pricing for new plugins. They, they, uh, that actually uh, stands to be true in a lot of my use cases, but let, we are going to come to that in one of the next points. Okay, so. Uh, I think you made your point very, very well. I understand, and I think everybody understands what you want to say. Uh, the biggest problem that they have is that uh, right now is that perpetual licenses should exist by law. We are, we are there. And also, there shouldn't be any way for uh, uh, anybody who is producing hardware to stop supporting hardware in such a way that uh, they are disabling your hardware that you bought. Because software Agreed. licensing and hardware licensing is not the same. Mm -hmm. You are leasing the software, okay. I understand this. You are not gaining uh, any kind of uh, ownership of the, over the software. Mm -hmm. But when you buy, for example, an, I don't know, a speaker, mm -hmm. I'm talking about Sonos now, mm -hmm. uh, <laughs> there is no reason for a company to say, okay, now your speaker needs to be replaced because we are not going to support it. Next tablet is going to break it. That would be awesome. Yes, but it, it happened. Mm -hmm. I know, and and this is a this is a biggest thing that I want to I want to get across. Uh, we have come to an insane point in uh, consumer uh, electronics slash consumer software life, mm -hmm. where every, every everything is uh, considered uh, replaceable and uh, throwaway uh, products. And what we have done is we have said, okay, basically consumer, we have said, okay, we are fine with this. Yeah, everybody's going with the flow. The only thing you can do about that is lead by example, which I think we both you and I are doing. So, yes, because uh, uh, we are trying to push for the we are trying to push for uh, reusage of the old hardware. But imagine, imagine we are actively doing it as we speak. Yes, yes, because this the, your your device is uh, okay. This is five generations uh, newer than mine, but at the same time, this nobody one works. cares. Yes, we, it it works. Yeah, it works. This was a, a recent addition to the flock. The button that arrived today uh, from our friend in one of our colleagues, counties. Co co colleagues, co colleagues are far away from uh, here. Yeah, our Linux dude. Yes. Yeah, uh, that's it. Nothing to add to that. I agree with you. Yeah, so we have a, we have a big problem. We have a problem yes. with uh, plant obsolescence. We have a problem with uh, the licensing being, I wouldn't say done incorrectly, but licensing being done in such a greedy way that it is becoming comical. And oh, yes, and uh, we have come to a point where nobody cares about the consumer, yes, because it's all pure capitalism. That's that's what they're saying. That's uh, capitalism in quotation marks. That's not capitalism for me, but it is what it is. But the capitalism is uh, whatever you can uh, sell, and as long as we it are, shouldn't be like that, yes, but as long as we are buying, this is a problem. Again, we shouldn't, it shouldn't be like that, but, but we should we should stop buying, yeah, and then it would 
it would probably turn around in a pretty, pretty, pretty uh, spectacular way. Thank you for setting me up for that, because uh, that's exactly what I did with this laptop. This laptop costs 400-something euros, plus VAT. Uh, I was considering either this or a new LG Gram. Yes. Do Can you spot the difference in, in terms of how power, f- power how performance is everything else? Yeah, and I wanted to do the 32 gigabyte, 2 terabyte disk, you know, 16 inch, blah, blah, blah. The And I, I'm even not even going to go into the discussion about the difference in pricing in uh, foreign markets versus ours. That's insane. We okay. already covered that, so I'm not going to go over that again. But you can clearly see that I chose to buy this one for five times less the money than the new one, exactly for the reason that you said. I don't do not want to support that anymore. I'm, okay, I'm and, done. And there is a, there is another reason. Uh, this uh, for 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 the foreseeable future. This is what I'm stating. I'm buying only secondhand hardware, nothing else. Yes, don't this, care. This is my this is also my stance because uh, this is good enough for everything that I need. And if this is not good enough, I can buy another device. Five generations newer? No, not only five generations newer. newer. I can have uh, basically two different devices. I I can have an uh, altered portable uh, Mm -hmm. laptop for one usage case. And I can have a different uh, workstation, portable workstation, that's going to be able to, P50, P51, whatever, that's going to be able to run uh, whatever I need. And I'm going to get both of those for the price of one or even less than the less price than of one uh, portable laptop. Thank you for setting me up for that. This, we haven't discussed any of this, but I wanted to add something to your point. That's exactly, that is exactly some the, the journey that I went to with Macs specifically. I always wanted to make uh, my MacBook the center of my work for everything. No, it does work. No, no, uh, it, it's not that. It's beyond that. It's impossible to do what I need to do. I need to do audio. I need to do video. I need to do lectures. I could theoretically do it, but if I wanted to do it, I would have to custom order with four terabytes of uh, SSD, and that costs like, you know. And even then, it doesn't work perfectly. That's exactly why I uh, went with, um, I don't know, three of them or whatever I have now, because uh, it was impossible. I gave up on that idea, and the only area of my life when I managed to incorporate everything into one device is my music. Not specifically uh, when I'm talking production, but live music. As you evidenced uh, last week, uh, I have, uh, I, when I go live, I play one synthesizer and one guitar. That's it. I don't need anything else, although I have many more at home. Okay, but... Uh, but for work, I cannot do it with one device. It's impossible. And now, back to the point of the, back to the topic of the podcast today. What happens if you, if we suddenly wake up and uh, face a reality where you actually have to subscribe to almost everything? So what happens if the subscription model becomes the normal model for the fridge, for the coffee machine? Okay, it sort of is. Mm. But uh, what happens if we need to pay additional subscriptions for the other devices? Do you think that... For the, what? For doors? For washing machines? For yes, because I can see it happening. Um, the thing I didn't I didn't mention, but I wanted to mention, and uh, mm-hmm. I had the time to think about it. Do you remember Juicero? No. So Juicero was a basically extremely expensive uh, juice machine, 
okay. that you had to pay for, and it was something like $800 or something. And then it was immensely complicated for no reason at all. And then you couldn't use your own vegetables. You had to pay a subscription to get this, the vegetables inside the bags. And I think the subscription was something like $7 per serving or something like this. So what if this became... <laughs> I had oh. triggered your avocado, oh, avo avocado avo part of the brain. Yes, avocado part of the brain. Thank you for that. Yes. So oh. um, my my fir two thirds uh, two thirds of the way there, brain. Because what what I see on, in the Juicero thing, uh, the I think that the problem was that uh, Juicero actually proved that nobody is going to buy a subscription like this, mm -hmm. and. Where do you think that the border is? Where do you think the thing that the people are going to stop buying subscriptions for whatever? So and Netflix is uh, YouTube's and everything else of the world, mm -hmm. and then just say, okay, we need the device as stupid as it is uh, to be permanently uh, available to us without any subscription. There is no way in hell I would ever use stuff like that, uh, even to the point of me being a hamster and buying three washing machines, two refrigerators. And God knows how many other devices that I need and uh, whatever they are uh, ahead of time, so that I can store them in my basement or somewhere and keep them there when the when the when something breaks, replace them and whatnot, because that's pure insanity. I can understand subscription-based model for some specific services and for software. I can kind of relate to that, uh, kind of, not not in absolute terms, which. We are also going to discuss it in a second. But for everyday needs, you're already paying subscriptions for a lot of those. You know, you're paying taxes for the roads. You're paying uh, the, the, the cleaning company that takes out the garbage. You're pay, uh, paying subscription for the water, for electricity, for a lot of those stuff. If that, that needs to stop at the doorstep. Okay. Uh, you could argue that the water, uh, gas, and all the utilities are basically not a subscription. You are paying for what you actually uh, used. So it is usage-based model, but it's not. Let me let me just let me just uh, throw another thing before we uh, wrap this thing up. Uh, do you think that we sh maybe should have a law against uh, things that are sold with the subscription? so that when the company decides that the subscription is no longer viable for them, that they have to um, uh, get this thing into the public domain. So that they have to open the API or whatever it is, so that uh, people can actually, uh, if they want to, uh, create an open source solution or any other solution to reuse the uh, thing that you're, you're buying subscription for. That's a rather good question. I think that that discussion was already had in the past more than 50 years in terms of many services, because believe it or not, many moons ago, even water wasn't considered a utility. It wasn't a yes. right. And I remember reading an article from uh, the guy from Nestle, who was basically saying that soon you, you will pay subscription for the water and that's okay. But in a, in a, in a businessman way. Not uh, from the perspective of what, what we have today. 
that it's different. Uh, basically saying that, to paraphrase it, like water is not your right. I mean, what people are supposed to die without it. Okay, but we well, let, let me just just quickly uh, make a point. Uh, in some countries, uh, water is not something you pay for. Uh, mm-hmm. uh, for example, Ireland, uh, they uh, started uh, charging people for water actually a couple of years ago. Mm-hmm. Before that, you had your water, it was just connected, you paid a subscription for the connection itself, but that was it. Okay. Uh, we have that kind of a model here now for many, many types of utilities, and they are both. Uh, good and bad at the same time because uh, for example if the road is 100 meters long and you have the last lot on that road you're basically going to pay for everybody before you for you know all the pipes and all yes. the, and stuff like that which i don't think is right but i understand the standpoint of why it happens but to go back to your original question some of the things i mean we evolve uh, people's needs evolve, people's requirements, and also the availability of things evolve. Um, I think that you can compare this to a discussion that was had in America some, I don't know, eight, nine, ten years ago, whatnot, when they were started, when they talked about introducing internet connection as a utility. Okay. Um, I'm not necessarily somebody who needs to comment on the political debate behind it. But I'm kind of for that type of thing, because that means that the information age, one, one of the definitions, one of the uh, pre-requirements for the information age is equal access to Internet by everybody, which we don't have. Uh, I'm not talking worldwide, because I, I'm not here to judge or to implement any kind of thought process for the countries which are not the country where we live in. I can only okay. talk about us. And uh, I'm, when I'm saying that people don't have that, they don't. In our country, they don't. It's not a question. It's it's a truth. So uh, basically, when you um, if you ask if things should go into the public domain, uh, not really sure what to think about it. Maybe depends on the thing that we're discussing. But what shouldn't be allowed is constantly changing the terms one-sided, which is what happens oftentimes. I remember yesterday or the day before that. We were talking about your uh, subscription to some online services, which went up by 50, 60, 70%. Yes, I think that we were talking about uh, Google and uh, YouTube uh, premium. Oh, I have uh, nothing. Because it, went, it went, went something from 12 euros to 19 euros or so. So basically 50% up. No, I have nothing against paying for these sort of services. That's exactly what I'm saying. You know, cloud services, publishing services, software services, whatnot. Yeah, pay for that. But to change the price 50% in one go, which is what happens all across the globe in many things right now. That's not something that should happen uh, 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 only one-sidedly, let's call it that way. That's a problem, and it's a big one, because it significantly impacts the, the, the people who are less fortunate in terms of the economics. Okay, so let's wrap things up, because I think that uh, the idea of what we need to do right now is just finish this thing. We have uh, one more topic to discuss, actually. Yes. Uh, which is universal audio su- subscription model. Oh, okay. We, you used that earlier as an example, and I said I, I would like to talk about it because I've been using their software for more than a decade. Yes. I have more than a few of their interfaces as well, so I'm kind of the person to talk about it in a sense. 
uh, as a customer that bought, I don't know, six or seven or eight of their interfaces and cards and whatnot with their plugins, uh, I can say that their subscription model, which they just recently introduced as an existing customer, kind of makes sense. I would say that it's almost the perfect way to do it because uh, from the standpoint of me as a customer who already bought more than 10,000 euros of, of their equipment, some cards, whatnot, uh, they are giving me the plugins basically for free, the subscription ones that are CPU based because they are going away from the chip based uh, plugins. They are moving to the CPU, like general purpose computing type of idea, but they are not making me pay for the same plugins again, which I think is the way in which, let's say, plugin based software based things should work in opposite to what we were discussing to what we were discussing earlier about Adobe and others, which is not necessarily the, the way in which I would prefer to do it. So that's that. From the standpoint of a new user coming into the universal audio ecosystem, you can still buy their uh, physical, uh, you know, sound card, which costs a lot of money. And then you get some vouchers for extra plugins. Again, this is good. And then on top of it, those plugins, you can get them in Spark, as they are called their uh, piece of software for that. You can get those for free as well, if I'm not mistaken. But also the, the, the viable use case of a new customer who doesn't want to buy universal audio hardware, but wants to use just the plugins, Spark subscription, that makes sense. Plugins via subscription, that kind of makes sense. Still... Let me be very clear about this. I'm against the idea of just having subscription-based model. There needs to be a uh, one-time permanent type of payment solution for those plugins as well. I'm not going away from that. Okay, but there is also a problem with those uh, niche products, basically. Okay, a Universal Audio is a, is a niche product. It it's, is. It's an it's amazing piece of hardware. It, it, it is mm -hmm. compared to Behringer's of the world. It's an amazing <laughs> piece of hardware because I have to, I have to uh, say that uh, I'm all in for uh, cheaper products like Behringer is. But I, I'm not, I have no to your detriment in this case. Yes, but uh, my problem is that uh, and this is probably the reason why Universal Audio is so, so much better uh, uh, when compared to Behringer because they have a product that is expensive. Mm -hmm. It is. But at the same time, they actually have some sort of money to get into um, get into development and uh, into a support for their products, because by their support is quite good. Yes, because uh, just just to clear this thing up, uh, I don't have anything other uh, against Behringer uh, other than their drivers being, I would say, barely usable. And uh, old Intel level. Yes, and this is the the reason why I'm pointing this thing up is uh, they're going, they're trying to uh, survive without using a subscription model. They're mm -hmm. trying to sell on only the hardware to you. Yeah, in many 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 units. Yes, the units, uh, the units are uh, cheap, and the units are not that bad uh, on the hardware level, but they are almost unusable when it comes to uh, drivers. And this is something that is especially um, especially uh, important for the niche products like Universal Audio, Behringer R, because not a lot of people need multi-channel recording. Yeah. Not a lot of people need uh, microphones 
cost the, 500 the, euros DSPs, plus. ISP, DSPs, DSPs, uh, uh, FPGAs, FPGAs yeah. and so on and so on. Whatnot, yeah. So companies that make niche products have to have a, a way of uh, making money to develop new products, while at the same time they cannot uh, charge you too much because you won't be buying their products. Yeah. So broadcast audio is like this. Uh, Video equipment, uh, camera equipment, you know, photo. It used the, the black magic, basically everything. Black, yeah. ma black magic completely uh, turned the uh, broadcasting uh, upside, on their, down. Uh, upside down because what they did is they introduced extremely cheap hardware compared to the regular prices. Compared to the regular prices, but also compared to anything else. Because right now, uh, some of their products are uh, compared, they, they are even cheap compared to anything else on the market. So I see the reason uh, for the for the subscription model, mm -hmm. because they need to make money and they need to make continuous, uh, continuous money throughout to, the year. Yeah, to fuel development. To, to, to get development working, mm -hmm. because you need to pay developers. Yeah, so, I agree. Hence the reason why your next audio interface is going to be a universal audio. I'm going to make sure of that. Okay, okay. I'm, I'm completely fine with it uh, right now. I I'm... think you're fed up with the driver software and other issues of the... No, I just... Uh, this is the part of my... Uh, part, of, part of my character that I just... No, you're just being toxic to yourself. That's what you are. No, just I just, I just say, okay, whatever, it works, and I'm not going to change it. The same thing that... Uh, is your case, uh, your PC case, uh, open or closed? Which one at home? No, all of them are closed. Why? Yeah, no, yours no, are constantly no, open. Yes, none no, of mine are. I know. I got tired of that because... Yeah. I got tired of opening them again. So but just don't close them. <laughs> yeah. Okay. I understand okay. that as well. So let's wrap this thing up. Okay. So subscription-based model. Okay. A subscription-based model. Okay. But permanent uh, subscription should be always available. That's not a subscription. That's a perpetual license. So mean. permanent license okay, for, perpetual to own license. Okay. or uh, should, should be available. And uh, I think that we should be pushing for the right to uh, open source or open uh, obsolete uh, abandonware hardware and software. I agree that could fuel a lot of additional development. Yes. Yeah, yes. On the, in the open source community and other enthusiastic communities. Okay, so let us okay. know what do you think about it and see you next time. Yeah, see ya. Bye. Bye.